Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where it's been another emotional roller coaster of a week, starting with last Sunday with Hallie's celebration of life, birthday, she would have turned 21 on Tuesday, and it, it was some beautiful things happened this week. Yeah, the celebration of life, which, you know, we'll do a podcast on that and her birthday and how we honored her because it was incredibly special. I went to bed the night of her celebration of life with my heart and soul less empty. So I feel like that was a success. I I know you felt this, but I felt Hallie the whole day. I mean, yeah. leading up to the celebration of life, I was just super anxious, worried, stressed, like, God, help me. I sat in our bedroom. We have big windows in our bedroom. The sun was shining in and I just prayed hard to give me the strength to God and Hallie, give me the strength to be present through the day and really truly honor her. This is going to be a hard episode. Yeah, you did. You did a great job. And I felt her the whole day and I just truly felt like she was saying, that's my mom. I'm so proud of you. You go, mom. And, and, and her family, like I just truly felt that she was there with us and was just so proud of everybody saying, look at their faith, look at how they're showing up, look how strong they are. But, but as much as I feel like the natural topic of the podcast should be about that and about her birthday, it just doesn't feel authentic to Which... dive into that because this week. I am just um, fighting the anger. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. The anger part of losing someone that you love. Yeah. We're both fighting the anger part this week because what's happened now is like we've checked all the boxes that you go through losing someone that you love. We didn't have a funeral. We had a celebration of life. We've missed Christmas now. We've missed a birthday. It's very, very difficult. And so those boxes are checked. And so for the rest of the real world, it's back to normal, right? But here we are, seven, almost eight weeks into this, and it's not normal for us, and there's a lot of anger. I had counseling earlier this week, and that was one of the main topics that I touched on with my counselor was I'm so angry. Like I am – I don't even know how to describe the anger that I'm feeling. And he talked about it's okay to be angry, but it's got to be righteous anger. Like you can't be stupid with your anger and do dumb things with your anger. And I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'm doing any of it right, but I'm, I know that, like you, this is an angry week. Yeah, I, like you, I've also talked about that, too, in my sessions because – and I think for me, I don't like to feel angry. Like, I'm angry that I even feel angry. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel natural to me because I'm just not 
wired that way. You're not an angry person. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about in that session was it's okay. It's okay to be angry. Like you should be angry. And that God is angry. Like he gets angry. Like he had all the same emotions. So there's a little validation of like, okay, you, you have to like process those emotions and anger is an emotion that you're going to be, you're going to experience. It's part of the grief cycle. It's part of the process. But if I'm being honest with myself, I would much rather feel grief, feel sadness, feel anxiety, feel stress than to feel angry. Yeah. I don't like it. Because you don't know what to do with it's it. It's scary. Yeah. It makes my freaking skin crawl. So I agree. It is critical how you process it and that it has to be controlled. It's not about like get even. That's the hard uh, part. It's about how do we, how do we get better? Like how do we process the anger and rise above? Right. But like, that doesn't mean you get to skip that step, which is what I don't like that. You don't get to skip the step of being angry. Yeah. Cause the problem is, is like anger. That's the one that wants to take you over. I mean, sadness can, you can go into a hole of depression, but anger wants to take you over and make you go for the revenge. The revenge is, is the bad kind of anger. Because for me, that's exactly what I wanted. As a man who wants to protect his family, I want revenge. Can't have it. Can't even think, can't even think about having it because it only ends poorly. For me, for our family, it just doesn't work. So you have to process it into the righteous anger, as they say, which I don't even know what that means. It's like we keep trying to figure out what is righteous anger. And it's like being angry and praying through it. But we're definitely not there yet. And we're trying to figure it out as we go. So what are some things that um, that you're really struggling with this week? Well, I mean... What I think about that makes me angry is that um, I'm just, I'm angry we're all here. I'm angry that we all have to face this. I'm angry that all my friends and family had to form a little committee and figure out what's a celebration of life look like. I'm angry that we had to go figure out what an urn looks like for Hallie and that I ask my friends to go search on Etsy and Amazon to see if they could find something because I didn't want to search on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm angry that I have to figure out what do you do with, with ashes, right? I'm angry that I had to write letters to the organ recipients. Like I have, you know, that we all had to go through that process of learning, although it's incredibly beautiful. This is the painful beauty part, right? Yes. There's beautiful things happening, but it sucks and we're pissed off about it. Angry that the rest of my life I have to live with this emptiness. I'm sorry. I'm angry that the that our kids don't even know what they lost because Especially the twins. Because, like, to me, 
You don't actually. Your siblings are great when you're young, but you don't actually realize how important they are to you until you're older. And then you don't rely on your mom and dad so much. And then you have this whole network of people. And Hallie was a leader of that. They don't even know what they lost. No, I mean, that's why this is such a long process. And I think that's part of the the anger part as well, is that this is not going to end anytime soon for us. Like Angie just said, for her, every day she wakes up feeling empty. And as we talk to other moms, that's just life from now on, 10 years, 20 years down the line. I wake up and I'm, it's just something doesn't feel right. And it's the fact that I can't send Hallie a text, that she's not coming through the door and giving me a hug. It doesn't work. So that's what death, and in this situation, a death that was so avoidable and tragic is just filling us with anger. And I mean, I can sense it, feel it coming off Angie because she does, she's not an angry person. Okay. Just the happiest, kindest person I've ever met. So this is a new emotion. I, th- I think probably for her, she's been angry, obviously in the past, but not to levels like this. I've never, I've never been angry like this. And I don't know. I mean, the kids don't talk about the anger, so I don't know where they're at. They may not even have hit that phase of grief. I don't know. But it is it is difficult. Let's just put it that way. It is super difficult. And you can tell by Angie's voice. And I'm trying to give her time to compose herself because this is a, again, we would rather talk about how beautiful the celebration of life was. But this week has been filled with anger. Wow. And the reason why we're talking about anger and what really set it off today is opening the envelope. With Hallie's death certificate in it. These kids don't even know what a death certificate is. I've never had any experience with a death certificate. So I'm not prepared when I open it up to look at it. And it has the manner of death. And you read the word homicide. I mean... I just, I don't even know what I thought it was going to say. Yeah, I, we hadn't even thought I about what it was going to say. think about it. And it's like, oh, my God, like that word has so much pain and anger in that specific word. So much so that I'm like, what does that mean? And it simply means that one person was killed by another person. That's, that's it. That's what it means. That's what it means. But you want to talk about wanting to freaking puke makes my skin crawl to see the words on her death certificate to say that. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. And I think what I'm most angry about is the thief, right? Like, and you could insert whatever you want to on the thief, but... When I think of thief, I just think of everything that was stolen from us. I mean, Hallie was stolen from this army of people that loved her. And I mean, they showed up in army on Sunday. Everyone keeps talking. There had to be five, 600 people at her and celebration of life. The entire place was full. Her college graduation was stolen. Yeah. Her big dreams that she had and that we also You know, you looked forward to seeing her live out, her being the big sister to her family for the rest of their lives. Let's think about that for a second. As you tried to say a minute ago. That's what I mean. Like like, people, our kids don't even understand what they've lost because at some point 
you know, the natural progression of things would be that Angie and I would pass one day and Hallie would then take care of her. She would still lead our family, the brothers and sisters and all the grandkids and all of that. That would be her role. That's been stolen from us. It's reordered our livelihoods and the kids' lives. And they haven't even realized that part. Like her career promotions that you would get to celebrate with with them, with her. She was going to receive her very first her very first promotion. Like that's a big freaking deal in January. So all of that excitement and just different levels you can achieve. Her ability for her dad to walk her down the aisle one day. Ability to become a mom of her own. Ability for me to be her Gigi to her kids. She had programmed in my car. Yeah. Gigi. Hi, Gigi. So that's still in there, but that's what everybody was going to call me when they had their grandkids. Her ability to be a grandma at some point. I mean, all these like milestones that you dream of for your for your child. Her, her joy was stolen from us. Like, it's just going to be. Not just it's her just joy. So our joy has been stolen. Our whole no, family's I mean. joy. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, our joy has been stolen from us, and it's incredibly difficult to navigate that and find that back just you just feel like the your breath is just knocked out of you all the time and even right now I mean we're in the early stages of it but right now you find little slivers and then man just go right back to the harsh reality yeah there's so many times it's like you feel like maybe we're having a little fun but then there's that dark cloud that's just right there and coming right back and like that makes me angry that sucks it's like our holidays i mean our christmas forever will be the green stocking with the letter h on it yeah i mean there's just we'll never forget hallie like we're always going to keep her memory alive but Forever stolen from us. All of the future time with her, gone, stolen. The Her ability to have the horses that she dreamed of, the horse barn that she dreamed of that we had no doubt was going to be bigger than her house. That's yeah. the way she was going. She wanted to live. It's our future family vacations with the entire crew. We talked often about, you know, you and I take the grandkids on on vacation with us. I mean, that was all part of, you know, conversations we had with Hallie. Her role as a best friend to other people. Which we are learning more and more on a, on a daily basis. She was to so many. This isn't part of the topic that we've written out, but she's showing up in so many people's dreams to let them know she's still there for them. And that is, that's Hallie. Authentic and showing up for people, which is what she did. She showed up for those who needed her most. And what that has done, though, is it's stolen her ability to do that here on earth for people that that needed a friend like Hallie. And she would show up. That's been stolen. And then Levi, her godson, she was so excited to be a godparent. And he just turned two. He's not even going to know her. Yeah. I mean, we're going to make sure he knows of her, but that was also stolen from from us, from Levi, from my brother, or from my sister and brother-in-law getting that experience with her. And that's why my sister said so many times they knew Hallie was the perfect choice for Levi to be the godmother. And she loved that role. 
I mean, she took that very – like everything she did, she took it very seriously. Just like we've talked about her mentoring the young girl several weeks ago. She took the role of being a, a godmother very seriously to the point where she'd already bought his Christmas present before Thanksgiving. So we were she, able to give Levi one last gift from her on Christmas Eve. For his baptism, she bought him a fifth of whiskey. Wasn't that his baptism? I think so. To drink together on his 21st birthday. Yeah. Stolen. Stolen. Her ability to be an aunt for all the future nieces and nephews that the rest of the crew would have. She would have been amazing at that. Ugh. Stolen from her cousins, from her grandparents that she loved so much. And your mom and dad, they're oh they're hurt gosh. just as much as you are. So hard. I mean. So hard. It's just a, a piece of my soul stolen from us. From me, piece of my heart, my my child. That's the hardest part. Is my child, piece of my soul, is taken. Her life taken, stolen. But I feel all the anger. I feel all the emotion. But then I hear Hallie, and she's like, "Mom, I can just hear. You gotta live your life. Keep going. Do your thing." I'm okay. And that's what's not taken from us is Hallie's light will never be blown out. And we we have the ability to keep that light shining. And you can make damn sure that that's what Hallie Elizabeth is going to be remembered for and what we're going to do collectively as her family. So she's remembered for the true gift that she was from from God, and that's that's what is the purpose from the pain and from the anger, and how we have to work through the anger is to focus on that light, process those feelings. But how do we? How do we take that and make sure that not just you and me, but our kids and her family members, cousins, Levi, everybody shines that light in her honor? Because I think it. it we're seeing it. We saw it at the celebration of life, how much light she brought and the stories that people have shared and the cards that they wrote and filled out for her. And so that we shine the light when we get the the scholarship at Mizzou going. And we shine the light when we help other kids learn how to ride horses. And we shine the light when we show up for those kids that are having a bad day. Because as we keep learning, Hallie was doing that for kids at Mizzou and at work. She showed up for kids that needed her. And in this world we live in now, so many kids need somebody on a daily basis. And so we show up for people and we keep talking to our kids about you got to show up, show up like your sister would. And they're trying. Yeah, part of shining that light and, you know, like I imagine shining the light, it's like really, really bright and there's amazing things that we can do. On the flip side, shining the light also means shining it on darkness. Mm. And yeah. and Allie was good at that. and. She didn't stand for injustice. I'm going to learn to how to shine that light in darkness and whether that's around gun safety. I'm I'm just getting started with that. Or it's other darkness that's lurking out there. We can also shine the light in those areas as well. I think it's even, as you said, other areas. Um, We talked about the podcast that almost never aired about narcissism. I mean, that's something that you and I have both dealt with in life. It's something that Hallie's had to deal with in life. And we're going to shine a light on that 
for a lot of people too, because that's a, that's a silent killer in our world today. And that's not going to be a topic that we let go by on the podcast. If you just started listening or if you've been listening for a while, it's going to be shine light in a lot of areas to bring darkness, light, the way that Jesus would, the way that Hallie would with her authenticity. And I did, I said this at her celebration in life. Jesus was hung on a cross because he was so authentic and called people out for injustice. Hallie did the same thing. As uncomfortable as it is, because I will say a lot of that part is uncomfortable for me. But as I'm also learning, Jesus was a truth teller. And there's nothing wrong with telling the truth. Yeah. And and that's an area of growth for me for 2023 is to... Not not shy away from the uncomfortableness of telling the truth. Because that was Hallie, and she shined her light so many ways like that. And again, I, you know, one of my things that I'm I'm trying to do this year because I need it. I should have done it a long time ago, but I'm trying to read my Bible more. I want to read my entire New Testament. I tried last year. I only got a few chapters in. I'm already almost to where I was last year in my Bible, and I I'm just saying that because. I need a grounding source. It's part of how I'm trying to deal with the anger. Let me dive into the word. And when you dive into it, everybody wants to talk. You, you think about Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby, where he wants to pray to the eight pound baby Jesus because he likes the baby Jesus the best. Well, a lot of people like the Jesus that you see in the pictures with children around him. And that Jesus is real. He He was very kind and loving. I mean, Jesus loves us now, but big part of the Bible is Jesus being very real and wanting people to repent of their sins and to to turn from the way they behaved and to come to God. And so, yeah, when we shine a light, that's how we look back and see what Hallie was doing. That's how we want to start to live our lives too. And that's to shine light on injustices that are happening throughout our communities. Yeah, I think that's a great point that you mentioned on you focusing on reading the Bible just being fully transparent, like I was not a big prayer person a year <laughs> ago. Maybe even, uh, I mean, I prayed a year ago was when I really started having a lot of anxiety around just life situations, right? And so I really started focusing on praying. But I have literally, literally prayed so much in the last seven weeks. And I do feel like that's the way to work through the anger. Being angry, like we've shared, is not a sin. No. God you got angry. You can't get through life without having things happen to you that make you angry. What matters is how you process that anger. And for me, and I mean, you agree, that's why you turn to the Bible, for me, drawing closer to God and praying to God to help me work through the anger is how I'm going to focus on getting through it. I pray all the time. (laughs) I'm not good at it. I suck. But most of the time it's like, I'm more begging. I'm not really asking. I'm begging. Please help me work through this because I also know bottling it up and not dealing with it is just as bad. So you have to process it, and I don't know how to do that. I know, I know who to turn to. 
That's a, that's the start. That makes me that's so proud of doing. you. That makes me so proud of you because I've watched you grow in your faith in the last three and a half years, and I've watched you start to learn how to pray. And that's a process. I don't know that I'll ever forget this. On Christmas Day this year, your mom said to me after I prayed before we ate, she said, you pray beautiful prayers. And that was one of the nicest compliments anyone's ever well, given do. me. you do. He's really good at it. But but I wasn't good at it. Like once upon a time, I was where you are now is where I'm going with it. Like I didn't always know how to pray. It's probably taken me four, five, six, seven, ten years to learn how to pray this way. Yeah, let's just do a little example. <laughs> okay, we're going to make it funny at the end of me venting about my anger. Whatever she's wanting to do right now, I have no <laughs> idea what's happening. So this well, is truly off you, the cuff. There's no notes it, on this. You give an example of how you pray, and then I'll give an example of how I pray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm gonna embrace the awkwardness. Okay, well, I mean, this is amazing, but you continue to grow even in just your un- being uncomfortable. <laughs> if you're listening, do not make fun of me. You want to go first? No. Nope. <laughs> Okay. No, because I'm going to steal some of your ideas. Okay. <laughs> Here's how, over the years, I've adjusted my how prairie style. How would you pray style. about anger? Let's go there. Okay. Dear God, I, I come to you tonight because I'm struggling with anger. And it's 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 scary and I don't like it. Like it makes me want to do things I don't want to do. It makes me feel ways that I want to I want to be vengeful. And that's not okay. It's not okay. I know that's not okay. But I'm also struggling because it hurts so bad and I'm in pain. I'm in, I'm in legitimate pain and I'm in pain watching my wife be in pain and my kids be in pain. It's terrible. It sucks. And so I'm asking you to help me. I don't know what that means and I don't know how you help me. But I, I just know that I give – I'm trying to give my anger to you and I'm asking you, please, God, can you help me work through the anger and find some kind of acceptance, and some kind of way that I can – Honor you, honor Hallie, honor my wife and my kids. Can you please help my wife and my kids to find ways to handle their anger that is healthy as well? Because none of us know what to do with it. It's frustrating. And sometimes I'm angry at you, God. I am. And you know that. And I wish you would just talk back. It would make this all easier. But I, I, I give my anger to you. I do love you, Lord. And I just pray that you would help me and our family, and especially my wife. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Good job. But I really just ramble about what I'm feeling. Okay, but here's what I would say. God, I am so pissed off, and I hate feeling this way. So I need you to help me. And Hallie, you know me. You need to help your mom. I'm so mad that you're not here. Doesn't both of you help me? That's it. That's usually how my prayers sound. I'm more begging for help. That's a beautiful prayer, honey. I know, but it's like there's not a lot of words. That's I'm okay. Pretty, pretty simple. Like, I'm really pissed off. I'm hurting, and I just want you to help me. Okay. And I don't even know what to ask for. It's more of just like, please help me. That is what I've been saying over and over. I said it this summer when I was worried. Okay, I'd just be really honest with you. I thought that was beautiful. And I think that your prayer style is exactly the same as mine. I'm asking for help too. I'm just in life. I'm a rambler and you're a to the point person. Okay. <laughs> and so your prayer is the same. You're asking, you're just to the point and I'm a rambler. Okay. So 
Uh, he probably likes my prayer better. Yeah, because he's know. like, I got a lot of things going on. Angie, right to the <laughs> point. It Love it. Over here, he's like, come on, Bremer. I'm tired of hearing you talk. Been doing this forever. What's the Jim Carrey movie? I always think about this. Oh, with Morgan Freeman? Yes. Um, There's two of gosh. them. So Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty. The second one's Evan Almighty with Steve Carell. He's just yeah. like, all the prayers are coming in. He just wants to hurry and respond to all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Well, that was beautiful. And so for anyone listening that doesn't know how to pray, I didn't know how to pray. I sometimes think I don't know how to pray. Angie's learning how to pray, and you can learn how to pray. You just start talking to God. Whatever comes out, he's listening, and he's there for you every day. That I would say, God is always showing up every day, waiting for you to let him in. That's all I got. just have to ask. just have to ask. And be patient. I will tell you that I feel less angry in the last five minutes than I did when we started. And I'm going to assume it's because we prayed. My heart was very... Well, we identified our emotions. (laughs) We acknowledged where they were coming from. We talked about it. And then we prayed about it and turned it over to God. I just want you to know how much my heart opens for you and loves. I mean, I love you so much all the time. But the way that it just... It opens for you to see you. And I don't know, open doesn't even feel like the right word. It seems dumb. Rambling. I'm not rambling. I just can't (laughs) find the word. My heart is so moved for you and by you in the way you're learning how to pray. Like that makes me love you in a more emotional way than I already thought that I did. It makes me very proud of you. And I don't know. You did a good job. Thank you. That is uh, it for this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. We do appreciate you guys reaching out. It really does mean a lot. It gives us a sense that Hallie's, Hallie is still helping us to shine her light when we hear from you. So thank you. We'll talk to you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.